Welcome, everybody, to the home edition of Canada's Pinball Podcast. I'm your host, Canada. This is episode 372. And man, it seems like people are really mad at Canada. We're going to talk a little bit about that and how it pertains to Oktoberfest. I'm reading this thread, and once again, I'm completely being vilified by the fan base over there, but we're going to talk about the ultimate factor with that game, but we have to start with the news this week, right? We all thought that Stern Pinball was going to reveal something very special to the world at Comic-Con in San Diego, only to find out that the big reveal was no other than Star Wars Home Edition, and I want to talk about what you know what, I don't even want to call it a letdown because it's not even a a game for us. It's so weird to me watching all these pinball people get so bent out of shape about the Star Wars Home Edition. It almost makes me want to do a Pinside Baby episode because the fact that people can't realize that this game is nowhere, nowhere in the ballpark of, of a game designed for people who are on pin side, who are like diehard enthusiast pinball fanatics. I see people saying like, but you can get a used Star Wars Pro for like the same price. You don't think Stern knows that? But here's the thing. You know who doesn't see a penny when a game sells on the secondhand market? The manufacturer. Yeah, so it's great that you can go pick up a used Star Wars Pro, but Stern's not going to make any money off of that. It's like when I see Jersey Jack games trade on the second hand. You can get all these amazing Jersey Jack games for $7,500 that were once $9,000. Great for us out there as consumers, not good for Jersey Jack because people can experience Jersey Jack greatness and none of that money on the second hand market ever makes its way to Jack and company. All right, so what do I think about the Star Wars Home Edition? I think it's, it's stern testing the market. That's all it is. It's Stern is testing to see if they can lower the price and make a new in-box pinball experience just for the home with a a juggernaut theme like Star Wars. They're just testing to see if they can pull people in. And look, look, if if one company is trying to get more people into pinball and make more attractive offerings to people around the world to get into the hobby that you love, It's Stern Pinball. And I just want to say something to all the moaners and groaners out there that are complaining about Star Wars Home Edition. I think all of you out there need to really, really get a little bit of a life. Because again, why are you complaining about a game that's not even designed for you? It's like if you like video games and a video game comes out that's designed for the non-hardcore video gamer. Do you go on to video game forums and complain that someone made a video game that's not for you? And how dare they do that? And there is this underlying current in the pinball community. And and I'm going to tell you the best word for it is entitlement. People feel like they're entitled that every single game that every single manufacturer makes has to be something that satiates everything that the diehard pinball person wants. Deep code, great artwork, great theme, great animations. Well, maybe for the diehards, but for the casual person who just wants to put something fun in their game room for their family that's going to be reliable, uh, this is what they're going for with that game. All right, so when someone walks into a distributor 
and it's shown all the games and and you know they might say hey how much do you want to spend well i don't want to spend five six seven eight nine twelve thousand five hundred dollars well we've got this game for four thousand dollars it's a great entry level game it's a great gateway drug into the more complex games that are out there i've always said i don't understand how anyone who's a casual person who wants a pinball machine for their home how almost any of those people ever really figure out how to play these games and i'll say this when i was watching the streams of star wars home edition i was almost like this game plays better than the damn real version of the game because it's easier to figure out what to do i will never ever ever forgive dwight for turning star wars movies into complete complex chess and math and not the movies that we love all right but anyway I'm happy Stern is doing this. I don't think it really deserves that much conversation. It's not for any of us. If you listen to the show, the game is not for you, all right? All right, what else is going on over at Stern Pinball? Well, they updated the code on a game that probably nobody really cares about anymore. They did a major code update on Game of Thrones, and I'm not sure why they did this. Game of Thrones once again seems to be one of those games that was based on a huge property but it was a humongous miss for stern i i get that you tournament players love shooting the game because of the flow but game of thrones when you think about that tv franchise you think about the world under glass that they could have created around game of thrones and we have what i think is quite honestly one of the ugliest art packages, one of the most uninspired playfields of all time in Game of Thrones. I am not. I am really surprised that Stern went back and applied effort to making more Game of Thrones code. Uh, when the one game, which is actually beautiful, that they actually nailed it when it came to World Under Glass that needs code didn't get it, which is Ghostbusters. And both of those games were coded by Dwight. So I am just really shocked that they revisited Game of Thrones. Now, why do I think they did this? I think Stern most likely because Game of Thrones was a huge property for them. Remember, they had to pay a lot of money to get the Game of Thrones property. My guess is this. My guess is that they want to run more Game of Thrones games. And I think they have a lot of, they probably have a lot of parts lying around in the Stern factory that are Game of Thrones parts. So what better way to drum up new excitement in the game than to revisit the code? And if you've read the code update, it's, 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 it's pretty robust. They did a lot of balancing out of the different houses in the game. Uh, so that is why I think they are doing that. I think it's a day late and a dollar short on this game. I, I don't see a lot of new people running to go buy a Game of Thrones, especially now. Uh, it doesn't really matter what they do to the code. I, I think Game of Thrones will always go down as a, a pretty ugly redheaded stepchild in the Stern portfolio, okay? Because uh, you can go get a used one too. I mean, I don't know. Are they going to try and run more? Who knows? Who knows why they're doing this? But um, yeah, really curious to see them address that game. Anything else going on in the Stern world? So look, what does it mean about the, the cornerstone titles? I heard uh, Jack Danger on the stream for Star Wars ask. I think he was asking Tim Sexton, how many cornerstone games have you released so far this year? And he said two, the Munsters and Black Knight. 
Do you consider Black Knight to be a cornerstone game? I hope not because the whole building is going to collapse if that's a cornerstone. Remember, cornerstone is, is a juggernaut that keeps the structure up. Uh, Black Knight is not a cornerstone title. Well, if they think it is, they really, really miscalculate it because the sales are not there. Uh, oh, but, you know, you can go get the Black Knight record, right? They keep making these vinyl records. Why? Who wants a vinyl record? Who? Who? I, 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 wanna, I don't understand Stern's tactics with some of these uh, accessories to these games. Um, okay, so they said there's two cornerstones already. Now, we know that Stern's approach is usually to release three cornerstones a year. Now, here's why people are wondering if there's going to be another game revealed before Elvira because Elvira has to be considered a cornerstone title. So then, does that lead us to believe that, well, we're not going to see anything between now and Elvira? And I'm here to tell you on Canada's Pinball Podcast, um, for those of you who still can listen to me, who don't hate my guts and call me all sorts of nasty names, I'm here to tell you that Stern will have another big release in the next two to three weeks that it's coming i don't know exactly what it is jurassic world ninja turtles it's not ninja turtles even though we do know that zombie yeti is working on a teenage mutant ninja turtle game for stern pinball which is really going to be cool uh, but i still think it's going to fall somewhere into that jurassic world jurassic park area we have just heard that game so much that i would be shocked if it's not one of those two Everyone is hoping it's Jurassic Park, which means it'll probably be Jurassic World. Uh, but you're going to get that in the next two to three weeks. It is Keith Elwin's next game. Lots of excitement around that one. I hope Stern does the reveal on that game justice and doesn't just do the typical IGN reveal, Jack Danger, stream it, and that's what we get. No, I love I love you, Jack. I think you're the best part of the streams. You know I love you. Um, all right, so that is what is coming from Stern. Uh, anything else going on in the world of Stern? So one thing that is interesting is I think this is proof in point that Beatles was a, a big flop for Stern. And what I mean by that is we are now seeing Beatles games for sale uh, from distributors. Now, Stern doesn't normally allow distributors to do this in which they can price a game below what Stern would like them to because once a distributor undercuts the MSRP from Stern or the suggested retail price, uh, that really starts to uh, probably irk Stern as a company and irk the other distributors because then you're setting the price, right? If you price it below market value. Now I'm looking here, I think it's Great American, who's selling this game here? Um, I want to find the distributor because, let me see, hold on, I can't have to like, it's GameRoomGuys.com. Okay, so the GameRoomGuys.com, they're selling new in box, brand new, Beatles Pinball Gold for $6,999, which is a savings of $1,700. Remember the game was initially, looks like $8,699. Now maybe they were priced a little bit over the street value on the game, but it just goes to show that Beatles is not selling. And it is still, there are so many diamond editions on eBay and it's a little comical. I really feel bad for the guys who dropped $25,000 on that diamond edition. All right, but look, look I just wanna close this by saying, 
Stern Pinball, and you listen, listen to all of you, listen, people. Stern Pinball in the next six to 12 months is going to open up a can of whoop ass so big on the rest of the industry, it's going to be funny. And, and, I'm, and, and, I'm, and I say that not having seen any of it. I haven't seen any of it. But I have a few trusted sources in the inner circle who have seen what is next. They have seen what is coming. And they have said to me, I wouldn't pull your chain, Chris. They are about to dominate. And they are about to put everybody in their place. And are we surprised? And you're going to get your game and you're going to get your support and you're going to get your great artwork and you're going to get your great code and they're going to continue to improve what they give us. And I, I, I'll say this, like Stern's going to drop the mic. They're going to drop it in two to three weeks. And, you know, what will that do to the other manufacturers that are out there that are trying to get people excited? We'll see. It's going to get very, very competitive and I'm very excited because it's going to be a, a freaking amazing fall to follow all these companies trying to make money in pinball. Speaking of trying to make money in pinball, did you see some guy, I think it was over in Europe somewhere, he was trying to sell his Alien LE uh, from Pinball Brothers and Andrew Highway. Uh, it was number 429, which I believe is Alien Day, right? The month and the day for $18,500. This Alien LE was still new in box crazy amounts of money for an alien le machine that has the alien date i've said it before i'll say it again i'm very very positive this game is going to be remade and if you just wait you will get a better built version of alien pinball if not you can go take eighteen thousand five hundred dollars buy a box buy a game like that new in box have to go you know hunt down all the you know new parts for the game to fix all the issues and all that jazz i don't know there's too much good stuff coming that's reliable that's got a manufacturer backing it that actually has a good story attached to it right that to to roll the dice on this stuff now speaking of rolling the dice on this stuff the big Lebowskis, they are sold out with Cointaker. All 38 spoken for pretty immediately. I know a bunch of you who are getting them. Lucky, lucky, lucky gentlemen. What will happen with this? When will they go to people? That's my big question is now that Cointaker has uh, accepted people's money, they were wire transferred money by people. The, now what happens, right? How, how does it proceed from here? And when does it happen? Uh, is it going to happen in a week? Is it going to happen in a month? Are people going to get tired of waiting and want their money back? The games are being sold as is. Uh, I'm not sure if the money's refundable. I, I, I don't even know if it is. Uh, so it's going to be a really interesting development to see what happens and if these people will get their games, what condition the games will be in. Uh, I think it goes without saying that these games will skyrocket in price. There's no way around it. There are way more people that want the Big Lebowski than don't want the Big Lebowski. If you go and watch Big Lebowski streams, you'll understand immediately why people love this game so much. It is, I think, the greatest world under glass we've seen since the Bally Williams era. And it also has phenomenal coding in it. I mean, you get the clips from the movie that you want to see with the voices from the actors in the film. 
And I think the way they did the game uh, and the way they integrated the theme into the game is probably, I think, the best theme integration I've ever seen since I've been covering this pinball hobby. Maybe the best movie theme integration of all time. Uh, and here's why. They were just two dudes who love this movie more than anything. I mean, Barry and Yap love this movie. It's their favorite movie of all time. And they poured their heart and soul into integrating the theme into pinball. And they even built the game. Remember this. They built the game before they even had the licensing permission from the studio. So they put everything that they wanted to into the game. And I think it showed and I think that's why people were so excited. The rest is history. The story became so sorted over the years. Uh, but these machines are still a big question mark for everyone waiting for them. All right. Jersey Jack Pinball. Willy Wonka LEs are on the line. All right. I just pinched my nose. That's why I sounded weird. They're on the line. And I think that's exciting. And I want to just say, look, people are really enjoying this game. People are enjoying this game. People are excited by this game. People are waiting for their games to come on or, you know, come out. It's really a, a great time if you're in on Willy Wonka Pinball. A few things I want to, you know, I'm, I'm curious about. One is how many of these games can they build in a week? It doesn't feel like a lot of these things are going out. It, it just doesn't. I, I, I don't know what Jersey Jack's capacity is on a weekly basis. Is it 20 games? Is it 50 games? Is it 100 games? It feels more like they're doing something like 20 to 30 games go out a week, maybe 50 at most. I don't feel like they're, they're, they're making many more. Uh, we, know, we know Stern can do over 50 games a day. I mean, Stern's just a juggernaut. I feel like in like two weeks, Stern can do what Spooky Pinball does in a year, uh, which is incredible when you think about it, right? Uh, so how many are going out? When will the LEs go out? Will the Wonkavator, will the Wonkavator mechanism make a big difference for people, or will they see the SC at seventy-five hundred bucks to be uh, the greatest bang for the buck in pinball right now? We shall see. Uh, here's my my take on on the reviews I'm reading from people. Game is still really hard. Game is a difficult game. You're not going to get very far into this game, I don't think. Uh, collecting the Wonka bars extremely difficult. Uh, but it has it has that one more game appeal to people. I think people find the game gorgeous. I think when you stand over Willy Wonka, you will find it to be one of the most beautiful pins uh, to stand over. And all Jersey Jack games are sort of like that. I mean, they, they, they just look better than anything else out there right now in terms of the overall package. Now, Jersey Jack artwork, if you ask me, is nowhere near as good as Stern artwork right now. That's the one Achilles heel of Jersey Jack's overall presentation to me is the artwork. I don't know why it's not that great. You would think uh, for a company that wants to be the premium that they would have found a way by now just to get better hand-drawn artwork uh, onto the games. But, uh, but it is what it is, okay? It is what it is. So, uh, you know, curious to see the LEs in the wild and how many of them get out there and how quickly they get out there. Now, the next thing Jack has to do, he eventually has to show the collector's editions what they're getting. Like, what is the actual collector's edition going to look like? What will the sparkle look like on the play field? What will the topper look like? How will the overall package, uh, how will it be delivered to consumers? And will consumers see the value in those collector's editions? Now, you know me, he waited too long to sort of get those 500 into people's hands. I think there will be collector's editions of Willy Wonka available for a long 
time. What I think will happen is distributors will stock up on them, but you will still be able to get them for a very, very long time. Now, I think it's a little bit of a race. Here's the race I see going on. You've got Willy Wonka is in the lead right now in terms of great game of the summer. You know, it shoots phenomenally well. People are, people are really enjoying it. It's in the lead. Now, there is a dark horse, not a black knight. There is a dark horse that is going to come out and enter this race. And will it catch and exceed people's excitement that has been building for Willy Wonka? And that's Stern's next title. Now, I think Jersey Jack uh, always gives you a little bit more, maybe a lot more, you, you could argue, than Stern does in terms of overall sort of premium pinball experience. Uh, but man, Stern's got the themes. Stern's got uh, a lot going for it. And I heard this next game is going to be a phenomenal game from Stern. So I'm just excited to see those two battle it out. It's really going to be Stern's next game, which we think is Elwin's game versus Willy Wonka. Uh, and may the victor get the spoils on this one, right? It's going to be awesome to see those two go head-to-head. Uh, and will will the Willy Wonka sales start to decline? Will they start to f- sort of freeze a little bit? As more and more people get the game, more and more streams go up, will there start to be Wonka fatigue? Now, we know fatigue always sets in. There's only so much time in which you can keep a game exciting. Now, I think what they need to do to keep the game exciting is to keep uh, going back and exploring some new code updates. And you know what I want in those code updates. I'm not even going to say it, but there's a golden goose, golden egg opportunity for Jack to get people even more excited with Willy Wonka if they touch the code and polish it and add those voice clips in. All right, what else is going on in pinball? So here's here's where I've been reading some some really negative stuff about me. A really negative stuff. I want to read. I, maybe I got something wrong. And if I got this wrong, I do apologize. I, I think I said in my previous podcast that American Pinball had a sale, 10% off everything if you spend $100 or more. And apparently, I think I was incorrect in stating that that 10% discount applied to the games themselves. So maybe I was wrong on that. And if I was wrong, I'm sorry. I apologize for getting that fact wrong. Uh, I, I, I didn't know all the details of the sale. I just assume that if you can get 10% off at American Pinball, what are you really buying other than the game itself? Okay, I didn't realize they had a, a huge portfolio of products available uh, from the company that costs you know, over $100. So here's the thing, here's the deal. And I want to read what someone wrote. And I, I just want to say something once and for all on this topic because I, 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 I did something. I did something because I think it was the thing to do just to get some facts and information. And I want to share with you my findings on it. But first, I want to read what someone wrote. This is a Pinsider Arcadum. And he says, for what it's worth, I think Canada suffers from confirmation bias and will say anything that seems to buttress his assertion that Oktoberfest is a failed theme. Any fool should have known that the sale applied only to merchandise in AP's online store. But Canada runs with a totally fallacious story that AP is having to discount Oktoberfest to get rid of them. That uh, That is goes right along with his saying that only 43 posts are on the Oktoberfest owner string. And so that proves his contention of low interest in the game. While he admits mentioning the more than 3,000 posts about the game in the Balser thread. 
For some reason, unbeknownst to me, he seems to want to see Oktoberfest to be proven as a failure. Maybe because AP did not follow his perfect marketing formula. Who knows? But one thing is certain. His opinions are his alone and not to be instantly accepted. Despite Canada's fake news, my personal opinion about Oktoberfest is that it's a great game and many of Canada's guests on his podcast have told him the same thing and yet he continues his same old tired song. Well, Arcadum, I did one thing. I read your post, but I want to give you a little bit of information and I want to just put a pin in this one and I want all of you out there who have told me Oktoberfest is a great game, I want you to listen to what I'm about to say. And I've never said Oktoberfest is not fun. I've never said Oktoberfest isn't packed with toys. I've never said Oktoberfest doesn't give you a lot for the money because it does. I've said a few things. I said the art package I think is pretty, pretty mediocre, if not poor, with where we are with artwork. I think the animations are also very lackluster and poor where we are with animations and pinball. I think the rule set is great. I think Josh has put a lot of fun stuff into the game. I think Balser packed a lot into the game. But what I said from day one, what I said before we even saw this game, was it wouldn't sell. That Oktoberfest in America would not sell, let alone trying to sell Oktoberfest in July and August a, a, a festival that takes place in October, it wouldn't sell. So here's what I did. I called up the two biggest distributors, I believe, that are, that are handling Oktoberfest, and I asked them, how is it selling? And guess what? They said it's not selling much at all. So maybe they're lying to me. Maybe they're just, you know, they've got confirmation bias, but the game is not selling. And the game that, so so then why is the game not selling? If everyone says it's so much fun and everyone should experience it and jump on it, you know, well, fine. But the bottom line is sales are the only thing that matters in pinball at the end of the day. If you want a pinball company to be successful and you want to see them around for many years to come and you want to see the next creations from Balser and Josh and, and the AP team, how long can a company continue to make marketing decisions that lead to poor sales? And that is my main issue. If they have all this ability to staff up to hire all these people to expand the warehouse and the factory and they're you know they're built they're building up their capabilities and yet the sales are not there so i think they're prematurely increasing the size of their company while their products have yet to click with the pinball buyer and i, I i'm not I'm, I'm just saying that look regardless if it was stern or jersey jack or American Pinball, if any manufacturer said we're making Oktoberfest, I would have said that's a horrible theme to make. And again, some of you just failed to realize all pinball is fun. All pinball is enjoyable on some level. And I think they put a lot into the game, but it's still not going to sell. And to me, that's the ultimate bad decision. Like th that's even worse is when you make a game that's great that doesn't sell, then it all came down. Then it all came down 
to the bad marketing insights that you that you incorporated into your product. Like, why did we make this Oktoberfest? If we were gonna do all this work and we were gonna design all these mechanisms, why would we waste the effort to do it on something that's not going to land with an impact? You know, in any industry, in any job, in anything you do in life, when you apply a lot of effort and passion into something, that should succeed but doesn't, you have to then look in the mirror and say, where did we make the mistake? And if you look at the the other four themes that American Pinball is considering, they're, they're going down the same mistake road. So instead of going on pin side and saying, Canada's got confirmation bias and he's rooting for this game to fail, what you should be doing if you want to see American Pinball succeed and you like where they're going, you should be calling them up and saying, stop, get a theme people want. Don't even start going down a Sherlock, Rome, Sherlock, Rome, Sherlock Holmes road. Don't even bother going down you know, a Robin Hood road. Don't even bother going down a Valkyrie road or a poker run road, but they probably already are down that road, far down that road. And what have they done? What have they done in terms of market research? How do they know those themes are going to be popular? I I'm telling you right now, all four of those themes, all four of those themes will get a obliterated by a licensed theme that people have a connection to. They will get obliterated by it. And so then what's the point? Like, do you really want to see this company fail? In fact, there is, I want to see American Pinball be successful. I want to see them make good decisions. I want to see them apply their efforts in the right areas. But you know what? You know what? And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say this. Do I have a little chip on my shoulder about American Pinball? Yes, I do. You know why I do? Because Nermal hit me up and said he wanted to talk about marketing and he wanted to discuss what they could do. And I was excited. I was excited to help them out. And you know what he did? He ghosted me. He, he ignored, he, he didn't follow up. And so, I'm sorry, but in the real world, when you ignore someone who you said you wanted to work with and talk to about stuff, I'm allowed to then not be a fan of that company and not care as much anymore and, and have a little bit of a bias if you call it that so what he's the one who reached out to me all right i didn't reach out to him and then he decided to no longer talk to me you know so what do i know about marketing look and i'm, I'm look and i'm not some look and i'm gonna say this, i'm not some like guru who like everything i do works no but i do know that this hobby is not hard to get the right theme for a pinball machine it's not it really isn't it most likely comes down to one thing. Do you have the money to get what people want? And I think these companies just don't understand. Like they're 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 making games for themselves. They're designed, they're making games they want. Joe Balser wanted to make Oktoberfest. He says it. It's a game he always wanted to make, and they wouldn't let him make it. Why do you think Bally Williams, when Joe wanted to make that game years ago, why do you think nobody wanted to make it? Because it wouldn't sell. We've seen the Black Knight experiment fail, okay? We've seen the dialed-in experiment, for the most part, fail, all right? We've seen this time and time again. People do not want 
original IP games. So good luck, Retro Atomic Zombie Adventureland, right? Good luck to all those original IP games. It's the mountain you have to climb is so much harder and so much higher than just giving people what they want. Like what's going to sell more, Raza or Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Raza or Jurassic Park? Raza or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Raza or Elvira? It's just it's just the way it is. There's no way you can make up people's emotional attachment to themes with your mechanisms. You just can't do it. You know, people say they want like a Whitewood or they want Funhouse. Yeah, those games would tank today. Tank. I don't care if they have all those mechs in them. They would tank in terms of sales next to Star Wars or Batman or Godzilla or Ninja Turtles or Batman. You know, they would tank in sales, okay? So call up the distributors. Ask them how Oktoberfest is selling. You know what sucks is? Is I've had conversations directly with distributors who have told me that they have sat down with Davel and Nermal and they've sat down until they're blue in the face and they've tried to talk to them about how to do things differently and, and, and their advice is not followed. It is somewhat ignored. And what, but they don't say that. They say it to me on private chats, but they don't say it out on Pinside. So I'm the bad guy. Canada once again has to take all the arrows and people have to call me all these nasty things. Look, let me read you what some, someone said about me on Pinside right now. Let's see. Let's go. The last one's funny. It says, um, okay, let's see. Someone said, he's a destructive lying moron. That was Roost King on Pinside. Well, how would you know I'm a lying moron unless you listen? Roost King, thanks for listening to the show. And then Westman said, he's not sold on Wonka anymore. He has seen the error of his hype ways. And well, the game not being what he hoped it to be, I'd say. All right. All right. Someone else says, never believe a word that idiot says. He also thinks the game stinks, but a pin about a chocolate factory is a golden ticket. Wrong Oompa. The Polka Oompa version is better. And that's from Vigan 900. Yeah, but Vigan, here's the deal. They're going to sell at most 500 Oktoberfest probably. Jack will sell 500 Willy Wonkas. He already has 500 plus orders. He'll sell a few thousand Willy Wonkas. If you think Oktoberfest is a better theme than Willy Wonka, you just need your head examined. And again, it just comes down to sales. All right. Well, look. Look, you know, people can get really mad at me. Speaking of getting mad, let's change topics. Look, if you love Oktoberfest so much, get your friends to buy it. I, don't, I just don't see the unboxings. I, I don't see them. Am I missing them? Can someone send me a link to all the unboxings that I'm missing? All right. All right. Speaking of, let me read something that we normally don't get to see or get an insight into. Now, you know Pinside. Um, Pinside's gone through a little bit of a rough patch the last few weeks and, and mainly because of the Dutch pinball stuff. Now, what happens is, is when Dutch Pinball comes out and does another one of these shenanigan deals with ARA and getting people's money, um, and you know the whole letter from Barry, you know, sort of woke up a lot of people's anger. And when it comes to whose side is Pin side on, sometimes I'm like, you know, Robin is sort of leans a little bit more towards like he's on Dutch Pinball's side, and you know, some of the people who got burned in the Dutch Pinball fiasco they're very vocal and they have every right to be these people have every right to call barry and yop 
every name under the sun. And I know some people were even questioning whether or not Yop was really sick. And, and, and you know, I, I don't condone that at all. I mean, I you know, look, what we know is he has cancer. It came back and it spread and there's no hope for uh, for curing him now. And that sucks. And I, I heard someone say like, oh, I, you know, I, I, I didn't like play up. Yeah, that's horrible, right? And I would never wish ill health on anyone, even if you screwed someone out of a pinball game. I'm them. I'm them. I'm not going to then cheer if someone gets sick. Um, but people were speculating whether or not these health issues were real, and and or they were just trying to like you know weasel their way out, if if you will. But again, can you blame some of these buyers who were lied to so many times? They don't know what to believe, right? A liar doesn't get to lie about everything pinball related, but then you just take him for his word if it's something outside of pinball. Um, but anyway. They banned Rare Hero from the Big Lebowski thread in which he was very vocal. I want to read something someone sent to me. It wasn't, he didn't send it to me, but he must have sent it to someone. They, they passed it along to me. I want to read you what the Pinside staff wrote to him when they issued his ban. Word for word, because I love it. Because you know why the Pinside staff always annoyed me? You can never question them. Remember, you can't question the Pinside moderation staff. Uh, you cannot, you can never do that. They, here's what they wrote to him. Dear Rare Hero, we are consistently revisiting similar concerns with your posting style. You are both aggressive and dismissive of other users and you repeat yourself in threads consistently. Well, for, I'll stop right there. They pretty much described every single pin side user right there. Okay, okay. But then they go on to say the following. Even your avatar calls people names and is designed to belittle others. You seem to feel that you are entitled to stand in judgment of others and name call and degrade them. One observation everyone on our team shares is you do not seem like you are having any fun at all on Pinside. I'll stop there for a second. I love the fact that the Pinside Moderation staff gets together to talk about whether or not another grown man in the world is actually having fun on Pinside. And I want to tell the Pinside Moderation staff something. It's not fun getting ripped off and lied to by Barry and Yop. So can you blame this dude for not having fun in the Big Lebowski thread, all right? They then go on to say the following. Given the fact that we do not appear to be able to make any headway with you and are constantly in this predicament based on your misconduct, we are issuing a 30-day all-forum ejection for you. Should you elect to return after serving your suspension with a new perspective on things and appear to enjoy this site again, you will be welcomed back. If you return with the same posting style, you will be permanently banned. Please try and enjoy your weekend, Pinside staff. Okay, what do we think about that? You gotta love it. Grown men on a forum talking about pinball, arguing about pinball, getting mad about Barry and Yop. This is so stupid on every level 
the fact that they need to police people like this and and pick sides like uh, we we all know like Hilton you know why snow on pin side like come on repeating yourself being negative not having any fun like constantly stirring the pot it's what every single hyper poster does on that site and i just think it's healthy for guys like greg to step away and and just don't even bother just read same thing with Iceman. He got banned too. They banned his ass too. Um, you know, they're on. Maybe the purge is finally beginning. Uh, but look, I've always said it. It's so you know, people ask me all the time, like, how did you get banned from a pinball forum? And it's like that's how you've got this moderation staff that is so pathetic and so weak and so hypocritical and and so on the side of some of these like complete liars and thieves you know part of what i was trying to do during the andrew highway era and you remember this i was trying to give you the the information you needed to get your money out of highway pinball and and robin and his pin side staff would keep yanking down the posts i would put up and and they led people to lose money but you know what look everyone should just not be on it site if you're not having fun right but it, here's the thing too it, it is fun doing everything the pin side staff just described it is fun repeating yourself it is fun stirring the pot it is fun watching grown men get their panties in a wad arguing about pinball it's fun you know this is the thing about like this show and this thing about my personality on these forums is people don't understand i do this show for entertainment value I get entertained when people can't seem to just not pay attention to me. Like, it's funny to me that all these people who think I'm so bad clearly listen to every single show. Like, I, I, I have so much other stuff going on in my life that it's not, the, it's not that important to me. But to them, it's very important that they make their point about me heard and they continue to talk about Canada. Uh, and vote Canada number one pinball podcast in the world. All right. Maybe maybe Ryan's going to come back. He was on head to head. It was great. It was also like a little awkward. It felt like, you know, Marty and Ryan have a good chemistry. And then they, I think he's got this new guy, Joe, who just, it's just not the same. And they were all together. It's kind of like you're with your new girlfriend, but you're really like still have feelings for your ex-girlfriend. And they're kind of like all in the same room, just just pretending like it's it, nothing's happened, but it has happened. He needs to get Ryan back. Anyway, but Ryan's not. He, he chimed in and said, nope, he'll do it every once in a while. And I think that's the healthier thing because I know I know my boy is looking for balance in, in life and it, it it's better not to go too deep into this world. All right, let me read a few emails and then I'm going to let you guys go. How's that sound? Okay, let's do this. Let's pull up my email on canadapinball at gmail.com. Oh. Guys, it's good to be back in the saddle. I know I, I got stuck in Atlanta uh, because I was traveling for work and the weather was terrible in New York. Okay, I got an email from Mark Felt. He says, Canada drives Stern's business decisions again. You ever, want, you ever wonder if Stern just sits back, listens to Canada, and then responds? Canada, Thunderbirds is crap. Joe Newhart, but the customers love the price point. Stern, people like Star Wars more than Thunderbirds. Gomez, the bar in Thunderbirds are better. Wait, I don't even know what this means. Okay, he then writes, the real tragedy 
is that Stern is just sitting back watching JJP drown in their own incompetence, waiting for their bankruptcy. If Wonka was any real competition, it would have forced Stern to up their hand. Instead, we have a catastrophe of canceled orders and crushed dreams, while Stern casually looks to siphon every, even more money out of the lower end of the hobby. Well, look, um, Mark, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't, I, I don't. I don't know where you're getting that. I don't think people are canceling Wonka in droves. I don't think Stern is releasing Star Wars Home to, to make it even harder for Jersey Jack to sell his standard edition game. I don't think any of that's the case. I think Stern is just doing what Stern does best. I think Stern is focused on making the best games they can. I don't. I think they could care less. I really do. I think they could care less what other people are doing. I don't think they see anyone as a real competitor, and I think they're right. And I think Jersey Jack continues, you know, to try to figure it out. And I think Wonka will be a great seller for Jersey Jack. I really do. All right. So Neil Shelton, who, by the way. PinQuest is sponsoring Canada's Pinball Podcast. And if you've listened to these episodes since Neil donated, I'm, I'm not really like, welcome to Canada's Pinball Podcast. We are now sponsored by PinQuest. Um, but Neil, you know, I love you. And thank you for, for sponsoring the show. Um, we'll have to figure out how I actually articulate that. But this is funny. Pinside user CNKKAY, he writes, remember folks, he's the first sponsor for Canada. So support or boycott as you see fit. I'm doing the latter. CNK, I don't know who that is from East Aurora. Maybe that's the guy who booed me. It might be. Um, is that CJ's account? It might be. Anyway, I don't think anyone should boycott PinQuest because they donated some money to Canada's Pinball Podcast. I think that's really silly. I mean, Neil is a really just great guy who worked really hard on making PinQuest something that benefits all people who play pinball out on location. If you want to boycott people who just like my show, um, there's a lot of boycotting you got to be doing because I'll tell you who, el who else listens to Canada's Pinball Podcast on a weekly basis. Um, Mr. Lyman Sheets, probably Mr. George Gomez, a lot of people at Stern listen, Mr. Ed Robertson. So are they all bad people because they support the show? And I consider... People who support the show, it's not just with your money, it's with your time. I mean, your time is worth way more money than kicking Canada a few bucks. I know guys like Ed Robertson time is worth more money. Um, it's not like Ed wrote me a theme song for the show. I could just take some of his music and put it as my intro. I'm not going to pay you royalties, Ed. Watch, Ed's got like his lawyer like ready to go now. Uh, all right, so I got an email from Michael. So I put up on Facebook my Batman Super Elite for $20,000 just for shits and giggles to see what would happen. Started a whole huge debate about people arguing about the value of that game. And Michael Mullen, he writes and he says, great show. I listened to everyone. That being said, I'm very disappointed. You spend half of every episode saying the market is too saturated. There's too many choices. You don't get back what you invest into a game. Limited machines aren't really that rare. Manufacturers are charging too much. Private sellers are, are charging too much. Mods don't make a game more valuable. The pinball hobby is slowing down a little, et cetera, et cetera. And you're listing an opened Batman SLE for 20000 You might as well store it in your friend's game room now because it ain't selling for that much. I don't care how great your marketing skills are. 
Was that 18,000 offer you talked about even real? For 20,000, I could get a Jersey Jack CE and a Stern Premium WTF. Well, Michael Mullen, let me tell you right now, right now, Michael, yes, the $18,000 offer was real. I also had people asking me after I took down the $20,000 listing if it was still available. Let me explain to you real simple while batman sle is worth eighteen thousand dollars and especially my version on day one it's got a playfield protector no dimpling nowhere i've got even got the plastic playfield protector in the shooter lane game's mint looks like it's brand new game's got every mod imaginable all right and they're beautiful mods if you, if you don't know what the mod couple did to batman uh, you have to go look because it changes the way the game looks for sure it doesn't change the way the game shoots absolutely not Game shoot's fine. Game is one of the greatest coded games Lyman has ever done. The, in terms of theme integration and clips and integrating the show into the pinball experience, it's the greatest like TV show movie integrated in terms of the audio visual of any game ever. Easily. Hands down. It's, it's, it's magical what Lyman did with the game. People want this game. Here's the most important thing though, and here's why I can get $18,000 all day long for this game and maybe 25, no, not 25, at least 18 to 20. Here's why. There are zero for sale in the entire world, zero. There are none, and there are only 80 in the world, most of which are owned by people who have Adam West personally calling out their name in the game. You tell me who's running to let these games go. You tell me how often an SLE comes up for sale, and Lyman is about to revisit the code and make it even better. So Batman SLE all day long will hold its value and then some. So uh, yeah, get ready. I'm not selling mine. I, I would have regretted it if I had sold it. For 20K, I might think about it. All right, let's see. I got an email. Do, 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 do. Oh, I got an email from Nathan Nicholson. Nathan, I will get back to you on your question about talking about content and the pros and cons you know i let's see rcd wrote uh words to avoid i, I alluded to this on the in, in my interview with greg here here's the he's a, he says love the podcast i'm not trying to be mean but please avoid using these cringe worthy words in the future number one snackable he says it's douchey sculpts douchey frustrated it's frustrated mispronounce and frustration frustration and grown men redundant no it's not grown men is not redundant because the men in this hobby are not grown by by any means all right gaining credibility this will be the last thing and then i'm gonna let this show go because i want to go watch the new corvette be revealed I said hey chris this is from kevin clements really enjoying your podcast lately sounds like you are being taken to task unfairly for allowing the progression or lack thereof of the Wonka code to influence your excitement around this title. In my opinion, your credibility has gone way up over the past few months. You have laid out a solid argument and have have high, highlighted exactly how JJP has apparently gone out of their way to cheat future game owners out of a mode-based game complete with audio-synced video clips. You have every right to have gone from level 10 excitement to where you are today, and I wish those in the community 
criticizing you could see that. No one wants to live in a world without excitement. And your enthusiasm in the weeks following your visit to JJP was infectious. I couldn't stop dreaming about how amazing this pin was in the days before the reveal. Then played at MGC and arrived at many of the same opinions you have now. Too bad for JJP and for us. Hopefully they knock GNR out of the park. That is a dream theme for me, and I can't wait to see what Slash's involvement yields. All right. I just pray they don't hold back with regard to artwork due to the environment we find ourselves in today. All right. I believe you when you say that you just want to see great pinball. One of these days, the stars will align for one of these manufacturers, and we will see a great theme translated to pure magic under glass. Until then, what's the da- where's the damn Star Wars topper? Keep fighting the good fight. All right, Kevin, thank you so much. Um, look, I don't... I don't really care if people feel like I've lost credibility because I flip-flopped on Wonka. I don't care. I love the way the game shoots. I don't like the way the game was coded. That's that's just where I'm at with it, okay? If you like it, go buy it. I'm happy you enjoy it. That's it. I'm not going to say anything negative other than you know my feelings on the game. Uh, I think GNR is going to be a home run for, for Jersey Jack. I really do. Uh, I hope they get the artwork right as well. I, I think the art in Jersey Jack games has just just continues to be the weakest link right now other than theme integration for me. Um, but I'm glad you listened to the, to Canada's pinball podcast guys. I really enjoyed it. I'm really tired. I gotta go. It's almost an hour. We're not going to get over an hour. Um, everybody enjoy the games that are out there. We're going to see Stern's new game in a few weeks. I think that is going to be a huge reveal that will have us talking all the way into expo and into raza and into you know houston's gaming expo and all the it's gonna be it's gonna be like the fall before we know it and we're gonna watch all these companies battling for your dollars and now we've got a star wars home and you've got a twelve thousand five hundred dollar willy wonka collector's edition and you've got everything in between to choose from good time to be alive in pinball everyone have a great night (laughs) 